he is a full-time traveling speaker, singer, and songwriter, and worship leader from Orange County, California. In 2006, she became an artist with OCP Spirit and Song, with whom she has released two albums. She has been involved in youth ministry since she graduated high school, and now she travels the globe speaking to young people about God's love and leading worship for various events and ministries. In 2013, she married the love of her life, Bobby Angel, and they now have two adorable little girls. My other fun fact about Jackie that I just found out is that she is a fellow Disneyland fanatic. Do we have any Disneyland people in the house? I thought so. Yes, so if you have any Disney questions, ask about them. But without further ado, here is Jackie Francois Angel. Yes, I told her that my, my in-laws got us annual passes for Disneyland this year. And actually, what's funny is my parents met and got engaged in Disneyland. Yeah, so my parents both worked at Disneyland and they fraternized Nazi people. Um, and then my sister worked there as a tour guide when she was in college. And my mom was like, and it's always a little goofy ever since. I'm like, oh gosh, gag me with a spork. Okay, so... Um, Anyways, it's so great to be here. Basically, I have 30 minutes to share with you like stuff, something I could tell you, talk about for like hours, okay? Something I'm like super excited about. You guys, first of all, I love being Catholic. Like I love that in our Catholic faith, um, you know, I hear people all the time and I hear these studies about why do Catholics leave the church? And like one of the top reasons people leave the Catholic church is like, well, I don't believe that the church and science agree. And I'm like, ugh, gag me. Okay, do you know, like, do you know that so many, so many Catholics were scientists? Like, did you know that the, the father of genetics was a Catholic priest, Gregor Mendel, Father Gregor Mendel, the father of genetics, right? Do you know that the person who created the Big Bang Theory, a Catholic priest, okay? Mind-blowing. All right, so the Catholic church is not against science. Like, I love that. We, we believe in faith and reason. I also love that, but like, I, ha I know, um, <laughs> I just was talking to somebody the other day, that they're going to, like, Sedona, Arizona, to, like, go to a, a conference about crystals and, like, all these weird things. And I'm like, first of all, you don't need to go to, like, the weird crystals and, like, to get this weird, like, spiritual sense. And, and you know, like, people go to Buddhism and Eastern spirituality, and they go to New Age stuff. Because they want to experience meditation. I'm like, do you know that the Catholic Church has meditation? Like, I hear young people leaving all the time because they're like, well, I want to go and meditate and, and do eat, pray, love. And I'm like, ugh. You know, like, seriously, we have meditation in the Catholic Church. Everything you need is in the Catholic Church. And I love being Catholic, you guys. So I'm going to share with you today something that maybe you have never heard of. Something that I wish every single Catholic could know. Because I believe that if Catholics knew about this, that, and I've told this, I've shared this with my sister who's left the church. She and her husband, her atheist husband, yesterday, or no, it was Easter. Actually, no, it was yesterday. We were talking about this, and she goes, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic church, I went to Catholic school. I had never heard about this. And this is my older sister, who's eight years older than me, okay? I'm telling her about the stuff that I've experienced in my life that most Catholics we do not talk about. There's a, I, now, I am from Orange County, California. I'm lucky that in Orange County... I have a group of young adults in Orange County who are so on fire for their faith, and these, these young adults are walking in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, every single person in this room, if you have been baptized, you have been given gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you guys, were, were, some of you are like X-Men, 
where you don't even know your gifts, okay? But, like, God, and I love, uh, I love, like, comic book, my husband and I, like, love all the comic book Marvel movies and everything. Like, seriously, you, we are like X-Men walking around, and our gifts, like, the reason God gives us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the reason why we're giving these gifts is to build the body of Christ. Every single one of you has gifts in this room. And the question is, do, one, do you know what your gifts are? And two, are you using those gifts? And, and so I feel like as Catholics, sometimes we, we don't even know that these gifts exist, and we don't even know what they're for, but it, um, we're basically just in 30 minutes going to do a quick scripture study on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I hope you leave this night, you're like, dang, I never even knew that the Catholic Church taught this. Like, this is what it means to be Catholic. What it means to be Catholic is to be on fire with the love of God. What it means to be Catholic is not to follow a bunch of rules, but it means to literally be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who said, I will give you my spirit. And guess what? You are going to do greater things than I will because of the Holy Spirit that I'm going to give you. What? Jesus, you raised people from the dead. And Jesus says, you, my disciples, you are going to do greater things than me. I'm sorry, I don't know any world religion that claims that. I studied world, that was my major in college. No world religion claims, first of all, that um, God became man, but then that God gave his spirit to his followers and that they could do greater things. So this is so cool, you guys. As Catholics, in baptism, we are given the gift of the spirit. And then in confirmation, that gift is sealed. So listen, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the spirit is given for some benefit. The, to, one, so it says, to one is given through the spirit the expression, and this is the first one, wisdom. Maybe there are some of you in this room who have a gift of wisdom. And maybe, maybe you never realized it, but are you the kind of person that even since you were a young person, you people have always told you like, wow, you're like an old soul. Like, are you the kind of person that when, all, when everybody else is kind of doing dumb stuff, you're like, dude, no. Like, are you that kind of person? Maybe, maybe you have the gift of wisdom. Like, maybe, maybe you, no one had to tell you that it was wrong to get drunk before you were 20, or it was like wrong to do this or this, but you kind of had a wisdom about you, like you're like, yeah, I just, I kind of think I was dumb. You know, like I wouldn't do that. I don't know, maybe God has given you a gift of wisdom. Um, another, it says, to another, the expression of knowledge. Now, I know a priest who has a gift of knowledge. What does this mean? This priest, he when he prays over people, he knows what's going on in their lives. Okay? Padre Pio who was a saint, Padre Pio had a gift of knowledge, which we called that he could, he could see hearts. Do you know when people went to confession with Padre Pio, <laughs> they would confess their sins, he'd be like, <clears throat> there's more. <laughs> like, can you imagine, you're like, dang it, I don't wanna go to you ever again, you know? <laughs> I, I know a priest who has a gift of knowledge, um, and he prayed over me, he's a, he's a Scottish priest, and he's like, Jackie, I'm gonna pray over you. I'm like, okay. Um, and so he put on his stole, and he prayed over me, and I, the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, Hail Mary, of grace, don't say anything bad, you know, because this priest knows stuff, like, about your life, and he, after he was done, I was like, so, so what did you see, what did you see, you know, and he basically told me, 
he was like, he, he told me the exact things I had been praying for for like the last year. I was like, okay, <laughs> yes. Um, and then he told me a few other things, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, you know what's interesting? I, I actually believe that there are some people who have a gift of knowledge. Like, um, there are some fortune tellers. There are some clairvoyants who have a gift of knowledge. But guess what? It does not, their inspiration does not come from the gift of the Holy Spirit. It can come from a demonic spirit. That's why the church tells us not to use Ouija boards. That's why the church says do not go to a fortune teller. Because that the, the demonic spirits can absolutely give gifts of knowledge. And you do not want to hear what demonic spirits have to say, okay? Like, you only want inspiration from the Holy Spirit. So I, I know that there are some people out there who have been given a gift of knowledge, but they're not using it. The inspiration is not from the Holy Spirit. It's from an evil spirit, okay? So I know people with gifts of knowledge. Maybe some of you in this room have gifts of knowledge. I know that sometimes I've been given gifts of knowledge where uh, one time I was giving a talk, and there was a young girl, and, and God, I, I asked God, I said, God, I want you to point out to me somebody in this room to pray for and God showed me this one girl. I was giving a chastity talk to a group of high schoolers. And I saw this girl sitting in the back. And God said to me, he said, that girl doesn't have a father. And you know what? The whole time I was giving my talk, I was like looking at her and I was like, this girl doesn't have a father. After my talk, <laughs> she, one of the core members comes up to me and goes, um, <clears throat> Jackie, she hated your talk. And I'm like, well, can I talk to her? And um, she's like, sure. So I go and I talk to the girl with a couple of the, the young adults. And I said to her, I said, so how was the talk? She was like, well, you know, I felt like I couldn't really relate to it. I'm like, okay, well, why? She's like, and she basically told me she was a sophomore in high school and she had a one-year-old child. And she told me, I said, well, tell me, like, what are your parents like? And she's like, well, my parents are divorced. And she's like, I, my dad left when I was a little girl. And she's like, my mom's a total gold digger. And, this, and I mean, I saw, God gave me a word of knowledge for this girl. Like, this girl does not have a father. And I'm going to pray for this girl. So some of you in this room, maybe you've been give, giving gifts of knowledge. Have, has this any, ever happened to you where sometimes like, you hear a voice in your head and it tells you something about someone? And maybe you're like, am I going crazy? I'm hearing voices, you know? My, may, my friend gets words of knowledge. I have a few friends who get, get words of knowledge. Um, one of my friends who like, got a word of knowledge for his Uber driver, you know? <laughs> He's like, um, is your... He was talking about this to this guy, and the guy's a Christian. He's like, um does your wife happen to be sick? And he's like, who told you that? He's like, I, he's like, I, God just told me. And he's like, can I? And the guy's like, yeah, my wife is really sick. She has cancer. He's like, well, can I, can I pray with you right now? And like in the back of an Uber, he's praying over his Uber driver. Okay, how awesome is that? So words of knowledge. So maybe some of you in this room have been given gifts and words of knowledge at certain times. You've known that maybe something has popped in your head for a certain person. And you're like, why am I getting that? And maybe sometimes you're too scared to say it. Well, be bold. Because you know why you're given that word of knowledge? It's to build up the body of Christ. That's why you're given that gift of knowledge. Okay, next one. So gift of knowledge. Um, another is a gift of faith. Now, some of you have been given a great gift of faith. Maybe some of you, since you were a young girl or a young boy, have had a very strong faith. And it's, it's a gift. And maybe some of you, when you pray... For people or when you when you pray it says in scripture when you pray have faith because if you pray without faith you are like a boat being tossed about the ocean when you pray without faith it's useless so some of you in this room when you pray for people things happen 
Um, I, I feel like if I've been given a gift besides preaching, my, I've been given a gift of faith. I, I've always believed in God. My sisters, that's not the case. My, both of my sisters have left the Catholic Church. But since a little age, I've always believed in God. I've been a very obedient child. Not like I've never done stupid things, but I've always believed in God. And, and when I've prayed for people, when I really use like my faith, gift of faith, things have happened. So I, I, I prayed for a guy one time, a boyfriend of mine, and I was praying a 54-day rosary novena. And at the end of this novena, like this 20, at the end of the 27 days, like he started going to daily mass, which is exactly what I was praying for. And um, I, I've, the thing, sometimes I pray for things like pray rosaries, and I, I, have the, I have this faith. I believe that what I am praying for, God is going to answer that prayer. Because I actually believe that when you seek, you will find. When you knock, the door will be Right? Okay, like ask and you receive. See, I, when you have a gift of faith, you believe that. So some of you in this room have been given a gift of faith. And you have such a strong faith, like you believe. You believe that what God says, like you believe you are a son or daughter, which all of you should believe that, right? Like you all should ask for an increase of faith. But some of you specifically from baptism have been given a great gift of faith. Okay, another one is this. I love this one. This is great. Um, to another, gifts of healing. Now, I have a few friends who can heal. Physically. Um, a guy who lives with me and my husband, um, he, I was actually his youth minister when he was in high school. This kid, he's awesome, his name's Andrew. Um, he lives with me and Bobby and my, my family. And Andrew, I was his youth minister in high school. Let me tell you, when he was in high school, he did not have gifts of healing. Okay, he was smoking pot, he was getting, he was a partier. Okay, this kid, he had a conversion his, um, when he was 18 years old. He was arrested for smoking pot. And he was in the back of a police car, and he had a conversion. He's like, I don't ever want beer again. He ended up going to Franciscan University of Steubenville in Ohio. A priest at this conference prayed over him. And guess what? Every single one of us has been given, through our baptism, we've been given gifts of the Holy Spirit. But the problem is this. Some of us, that spirit has just sat there. And it says in the Bible that the spirit needs to be stirred up into flame. So that I hear, I've heard an analogy before, and I think it's a great analogy because I really like chocolate. Um, the analogy has to do with chocolate. It's um, basically like, have you guys ever poured like chocolate syrup in, you know, you're making chocolate milk, and you pour the chocolate syrup in, and then you, um, syrup, syrup, I hate that word. Um, and then, you know, you, you know, you pour the milk in, right? And what happens to the chocolate syrup? It just sits there. What do you have to do to make a chocolate milk? You have, you have to stir it up. That's what I'm about to do. I'm going to stir it up. Okay. So you got to stir it up, right? Well, guess what? At our baptism, we receive the Holy Spirit. And some Catholics, guess what? They never stir up the Spirit. And so they don't ever use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, the, 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 the Spirit has to be stirred up. So guess what? Andrew, when this priest prayed over him in tongues, the Spirit was stirred up in Andrew. And this priest said to Andrew, he said, hey, go pray over that girl over there. And Andrew's like, okay. You know, and he goes and he prays over this girl. And he's like praying over her knee. And then he realizes he has a gift of healing because he healed her knee. Andrew comes home to Ventura. And Andrew, when he was, he was 20, I think 21 years old at the time. He, gets, he, goes, he goes surfing one day. He gets out of the water. He sees a girl in a wheelchair. And he goes up to her and he says, hey. He's like, I, I see you're in a wheelchair. She's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like can, I, can I pray over you? And she's like, okay. Like, her, her parents were right there. And um, she's like, sure. So he prays over her. She's in this wheelchair. She cannot walk. He prays over her, and he's like, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Jesus to heal your legs. You know, he's like, all right, I want you to get to walk. 
He's like, she's like, are you serious? He's like, she's like, I don't, he's like, no, 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 I want you to get, get up and walk. I want, I want to see if you, you can walk. She gets up out of her wheelchair and she starts walking. This is Andrew, who lives with me, who we call the Catholic Justin Bieber because he's super adorable. Um, he is single, ladies. Um, so, okay, my friend Andrew is so bold. Andrew, I love this kid. He prays over everybody. He's like in Chipotle praying over people, okay? I'm not even kidding. He like, he will see a guy, he actually like loves, he loves when he sees people with ailments. He's like, dude, I'm going to pray over them. Like, he, he saw a guy in Chipotle with a knee. He was like limping. He had a cane. And he goes up to the guy. He's like, hey, can I pray over you? And the guy's like, sure, okay. He's like, because I see you're limping. And I want to pray over your knee. And, and then he prays over him. And his knee, he's like, all right, walk around. And the guy's like, oh, my gosh. And another woman like sees this. And she's like, can you pray for me too? Like in Chipotle. One of my favorite stories, Andrew, you guys, Andrew prays over anybody, his doctor, he's praying over his Uber driver. Um, one of my favorite stories is Andrew was on a plane ride, a three-hour plane ride from Texas to, to Orange County, and he was sitting next to this atheist woman. And this girl was smart. For two hours, she was debating him on how, you know, like, she was debating him, giving him the greatest, like, atheistic arguments. And Andrew is a theology major. He's a smart kid, but he was like... Dude, there were things she was saying. He's like, I did not know how to respond to her. And he said this to her. He said, at, 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 and two hours in, he was like, listen. He's like, I may not know a whole lot about world religions. He's like, you really know a lot of stuff. He's like, but I don't know any other religion. Where, where, where the God who becomes man says, I will give you my same spirit and you'll do greater things than me. And so Andrew shows her a video he, on his Instagram, he posted on his Instagram account, he was just at a conference where this guy who had all, um, uh, Parkinson's, this guy who had Parkinson's and came in a wheelchair, he went to every single prayer team, this at a Catholic church, he went to every single prayer team, this guy's like in his 60s, and at the end of the night, he's up and walking, and this guy, Andrew, films him, he said, dude, what's your name, like, you were in a wheelchair when you came here, and now you're like jumping around. And this guy's like, the, the, Lord, the Lord is good. He healed my whatever. Okay, so Andrew shows this video to this atheist woman next to him on the plane. And the atheist woman goes like this. She says, okay. She says, I've had chronic foot pain in my right foot for like years. She's like, if you, if you heal my foot, I'll believe in Jesus. He's like, okay, meet me at baggage claim. <laughs> <laughs> so then for the last hour of the flight, he's like, oh, and I finally got to sleep. You know, he slept. And then at baggage claim, she actually is there waiting for him, which he was like, dude, I thought she was going to bolt, you know? Um, but she was waiting for him. She's like, all right, like, I'm, I'm like ready. And he's like, okay. So he, he prays over her, just puts his hand on her shoulder. And he's like, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your ligaments to be healed. I pray for healing in your foot. Like in the name of Jesus, like heal her foot. And he's like, all right, well, I want you to walk around. Go, go ahead and try it out. Because he had asked her before, he said, like, on a scale of one to 10, like, how painful is it? And she was like, it's like a seven. He's like, all right, I want you to walk around. And she goes like this. She's like, you know, she's giving that look like, what the, what the crap, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, all right, on a scale of one to 10, what is it now? She's like, it's like one. And he's like, all right, let's pray over it again. And so he goes over again and he prays over again. And then he has her walk around. He's, he's like, what is it now? She's like, it's like, his, she's like, I don't feel any pain. He's like, all right, well, you said you believe in Jesus. So... She's like, okay. So he just like leads her through like a Protestant prayer, like repeat after me. <laughs> Dear Jesus, I give you my life. You know, like, I'm, like I'm sorry for my sins. He's like, I don't know. I don't, I just let her through like a Protestant prayer. Okay, so. Like, 
go to your nearest mass. I don't know, where people aren't singing and nobody's happy. Okay, so, I don't know. I don't know. So, he, he just leads her through the prayer. And you know what's so crazy, you guys? Is, is she could have debated him out of the water for hours and hours and hours. But because of the gift of the Holy Spirit, that, the Holy, that God in that moment was like, you know what? I want to show my glory and my power right now. That she may come to believe in Jesus. That she may become so through His gift of healing. I have so many friends who have a gift of healing. I have a priest, a, a priest friend from Scotland, a different priest. They're actually friends. Um, a different priest, Father Neil McGannity. He has a gift of healing, and he has prayed over so many people I know, and um, and he's healed them. Like a lot of women, especially who've had struggles with infertility, he's prayed over them, and they've been able to bear children. It's like prayer for everybody. <laughs> Lots of Catholic babies. Okay, so. Anyways, gifts of healing. So some of you guys in this room, some of you in this room have gifts of healing. Now, I asked a priest, I asked a priest friend of mine, I said, Father, does, is everyone called to have a gift of healing? And he said this to me, he said, Jackie, everybody is called to heal, but not everybody has a gift of healing. And I said, oh, okay, I see what you mean. You guys, every single gift of the spirit is for the healing of the body of Christ. Because guess what? We're broken. Is that not true? The body of Christ, you and I are brothers and sisters, and guess what? We are broken. The body of Christ is broken. First of all, we are broken in half by the fact that we have Protestants and Catholics. That is the greatest evil thing that has happened in the Christian church, is that we are divided into 44,000 plus denominations. That is evil. Because the Holy Spirit does not want us to be divided. The Holy Spirit wants us to be united. Amen? Oh, the devil loves division. And guess what? Let's start from within. Where are we divided? Where are we broken? The Catholic Church. We are broken. You know how, you know how devastating the pre-scandal was in the early 2000s? Oh, the devil loved when that happened. You know why? Because it made the church even more broken. Do you know that the gifts of the Spirit are to heal the body of Christ? But So some of you are called to heal with your words. Some of you are called to be preachers, and you're called to heal with your words. Some of you are called to be teachers, and you're called to heal with your teaching. Some of you are called to heal physically, okay? But the whole point of these gifts are to heal the body of Christ, to uplift the body of Christ, and, and that, that's what they are. So, okay, so gifts of healing. Another one is this. Another gift is mighty deeds. Now, I remember being like, what does that mean, Lord? What do mighty deeds? And the Lord actually was like... Gave me, like in that moment when I was like, what are mighty deeds? And then he like, he showed me like all the mighty, I'm like, oh, do you know that St. Peter, St. Peter healed a man just by his shadow. In the Acts of the Apostles, St. Peter walks by a man and his shadow heals the guy. Do you know that St. Peter raised a man from the dead? Do you remember that in the Acts of the Apostles? They, the apostles raised somebody from the dead. Um, another mighty deed, um, do you know St. Joseph of Cupertino, who was a priest, he used to levitate at Mass when he would say Mass. Um, another mighty deed, Padre Pio had a gift of bilocation, where people would say he was in two places at once. Someone was like, I was in confession with Padre Pio. They're like, uh-uh, I was here with Padre Pio at the same time. They're like, well, he bilocated, okay? Dominique, I will cut you, girl. That'd be funny if Bon Quipi were Catholic. Okay, so... Um, by the way, I, I was going to say, I forgot to say this in the beginning. Do you know that every single person who leaves a Catholic church, we are, the body of Christ, we are absolutely lacking because that person is not Catholic anymore? Could you imagine if Lady Gaga, who was raised Catholic, could you imagine if Lady Gaga was cantering at your Catholic church? You'd be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> How would you like, 
you're, she's like not singing like, I want you ugly, I want you. She's like, I want your beauty, I want you. You know, you're like, Lady Gaga's singing at church. But you know that the body of Christ is lacking because Lady Gaga is not Catholic anymore? You know that every single person who has left the church, the body of Christ is lacking because we don't have them in their gifts. So guess what? Any one of us who does not use the gifts that God has given us, we're not serving the body of Christ. That's why it is absolutely important that we ask God. We say, we stir up the spirit and say, God, you have given me these gifts at baptism. What, what are they and how do you want me to use them? Okay, so next one. Gifts of prophecy. Now, gifts of prophecy, basically, what is a prophet? A prophet is somebody, not someone who tells the future. That's not a gift of prophecy. A gift of prophecy is somebody who will go in and tell you like it is. A person who has a gift of prophecy, I heard this one time, they remind you of heaven in the busyness of your everyday life. Because guess what? As human beings, we're kind of dumb. We have spiritual amnesia, okay? You know what we do as human beings? We forget about God. We go through the motions of life, and sometimes we forget about God. And a prophet is somebody who comes in, and they, t they remind you about heaven. They remind you, like, hey, you guys, this world is not the end. Like, we have so much more to live for. Guess what? I know you're going through this right now, this struggle. I know you have depression. I know you're going with, you have anxiety. I know you've gone through this crazy breakup. I know you're pregnant and you're not supposed to, like, you're pregnant out of marriage. Like, I know this. But guess what? A prophet is somebody who comes in and reminds you of the big picture. Is somebody who comes in and reminds you of heaven. Like, you were made for more than this earth, okay? So maybe some of you in this room have had the gift of prophecy where you, you have that insight of you remember, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always, I always think about, I think about death a lot. I think about death so much, like, not in a morbid, like, Tim Burton way. That's like my husband. He loves Tim Burton. Okay, he's weird. So, he's macabre. Okay, that's French. Um, he, you know, some of you in here think about death a lot. But you know what that is? I feel like that might be a gift of prophecy. Because when you remember your death, you remember that you are not here forever. Okay, I have a friend who has a tattooed, I have a few friends who have a tattooed on their chest, um, Momentum Mori, which means remember your death. The church fathers used to say, remember your death. Why? Because if you remember that you are going to die, you will remember that every day you should live like your last. Okay? If every day you, you wake up and say, you know what, I might die today, I'm going to make it the best day. Lord, I'm going to live for you today. More, I'm gonna, Lord, every day I want to live more and more. I want to love you more. I'm going to love my neighbor more. Because I'm not here forever. I always, I always think it's interesting when people die and we're like shocked. I'm like, you guys, we're all going to die. Like That's like the one thing in life. Oh, two things in life are guaranteed. Death and taxes, right? Um, which, by the way, you're supposed to file today. Okay, so, right? It's the 18th. Awesome. That joke was great for tax day. Okay, so, but you guys, I always think it's interesting. People are like scared of death. And I'm like, why? Why? Do you realize, like, if you're living for God, you should not be afraid of death? You've already died in your baptism. That's what we say as Catholics. We say, in your baptism, you've already died. From here on out, there's only life. You've already died. So right now, like, like we need not be afraid of death, okay? So a prophet is somebody who will remember that. Like, remind you that you are, this is, life is not the end, okay? We're, we're made for more. Okay, another one is called discernment of spirits. Some of you in this room can see dead people. No, okay. 
maybe, uh, I don't know. But that's not discernment of spirits. Discernment of spirits, some of you in this room, I don't know, maybe you're here, you can see spirits. I have friends who, I have a friend who sees people's guardian angels. I have my same priest friend who has a gift of healing. He has a gift of discernment of spirits. So when he prays over people, he can see what's going on. And I had, he prayed over a friend of mine, and he goes to me, he goes, Jackie, um, has she been abused? And I was like, how'd you know? He's like, because she's got company. And I was like, oh, no. Like, he, she's got evil spirits oppressing her. Okay, I, I want to let you know there's different levels of how evil spirits work. Not everybody's possessed, okay? That's one level. But most, a lot of people have spiritual oppression, the evil spirits will find any opportunity to come in and oppress you, okay? So maybe maybe if you just broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, an evil spirit will come in, and this is the lie. The, the devil will want you to be like, oh, it's because you weren't good enough. That's the lie that that spirit will tell you over. It's because you're not good enough. If you would have just slept with him or slept, then they would have liked you, right? Oh, we all hear those, right? Oh, the spiritual oppression comes with maybe you struggle with your weight. Maybe some of the girls in this room struggle with their appearance. The evil spirit, the, the devil wants you to believe that you're not good enough, you're not beautiful enough. Oh, if you were just skinny, more guys would ask you out. Or if you just this, this, is right? Like, the, the devil always wants to oppress. So my friend, Father Neil, when he prays over people, he can see different things. And he prayed over another friend of mine. He's like, dude, she's got some, he's like, she's been dabbling in new age stuff. He's like, she, because she, She's got a lot of stuff. I'm like, okay. And he told another, he's like, she, she's got a spirit of vanity. Like, she, she's, I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, so my friend, Father Neil, he can see spirits. I have another friend who, when she was little, she could see stuff. She could see spirits. And she told God she didn't want it. She's like, God, I don't want this. But she still has a very strong sense when she meets people. She has a discernment spirit. So some of you in this room, maybe you've never told anybody, or maybe you've kind of pushed it away. You've had a gift of discernment of spirits where you've seen things, um, or maybe some of you are called to have that. I don't know, maybe I, would, I wouldn't want to personally, like, Lord, no, thanks. Um, but some of you in this room have a gift of discernment of spirits. My, my uncle's girlfriend, she can see people's auras, and she's very into the crystals, and you know what I said to her? I said, you know what? Maybe you have a gift of discernment of spirits, but you're into all this weird crystal crap. Like, you need to stop doing that. And you're into all the energy stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. The energy, it's called the Holy Spirit. Because she was like, Jackie, I see this aura. She's like, you're like, and I, I'm like, it's, it's God. Like, it's not energy. Like, it's the Holy Spirit. So maybe some of you, I, I had, one time I, I spoke at a high school, and this girl came up to me, and she said, Jackie, I saw Mary standing next to you. And she's like, and she was, because sometimes before I give talks, I pray, I say, Mama Mary, I pray that you wrap your mantle around me and be with me while I give my talk. And she said, this girl came, this girl from Santa Margarita High School came up to me. She said, I saw Mary next to you. And, and she's like, and you were just like, so some, some high schoolers, okay? You know, it was so cool. All right, what's another gift? Um, varieties of tongues or interpretations of tongues. Um, so some people pray in tongues. Tongues is simply, basically, when you don't have the words, some people will start praying in tongues. And I know it sounds like, Shadabada Hana, Badabada Suzuki, Shadabada. Okay, I know it sounds like that. Um, but praying in tongues basically is sometimes the Holy Spirit will come and when you just have no words and, and God gives you a whole language. Now, sometimes people will be speaking in tongues that's actually a language. 
okay? And that normally when that happens, there will be somebody to interpret. I've heard of situations like this where somebody was speaking a language they had never even known. And there was someone there to interpret what, what they were saying. Now, I will say, the evil one, the devil, will also do this. I've had friends who are priests who are exorcists, and they said that sometimes when they've gone to do exorcisms, people will be speaking in Latin. They don't know Latin. But the devil will sometimes do, the, like, do weird things too. Again, so you guys, we always have to discern the spirit. It says in the Bible, it says, when you have to test the spirits. When, you, when you're getting stuff, you have to make sure it's the Holy Spirit and not any other spirit, okay? Um, and that's why, that's why I went to, when I went to confession, this is how many years ago? It was like five years ago. I went to confession to the priest, and I confessed that when I was in sixth grade, I played with a Ouija board because I totally forgot. I had never confessed. I was like, Father, I played with a Ouija board when I was in sixth grade. He's like, all right, I'll for, you know. He, and he was totally like, he, he was like, I know. Don't ever play with that crap. Okay, so... Because again, you can get stuff, you can get stuff through a Ouija board, but it's not going to be the Holy Spirit. Alright. So down, so I'm going to skip. So that's at the top, those gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you guys want to read it by yourself, it talks about the body of Christ. And in here it talks about the body having many parts. We're one body but many parts. And guess what? If do not be jealous. If people have certain gifts, maybe somebody has a gift of healing. You're not supposed to be jealous. Oh, I wish I had a gift of healing. Maybe some of you have a gift of music. And singing, and so you're like, oh, I wish I had the gift of singing. No, no, no. You guys, it, it even says in here, like, how dumb is it if the ear is like, well, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. And it's like, well, it's just dumb. I didn't say that in there, but it really is, you know, like, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but really, you guys, every single gift that you have been given, the whole point is that we need each other. You guys, I need you. I can't do this on my own. Mother Teresa even said, she's like, listen, you have gifts that I do not have. And I have gifts that you don't have. We're not supposed to be jealous of each other's gifts. We're supposed to be helping each other heal the body of Christ. Okay, and so at the bottom of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are a few more gifts, and um, ministerial gifts. And it says, some are called to be apostles. Some are called to be prophets. Some are called to be teachers or pre preachers. Some mighty deeds, gifts of healing, assistance. You guys, this is one of my favorites. Some of you have this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. It's better than levitation. It says seriously right here. Some of you have a gift of administration. <laughs> yes. Lord, I could heal lepers. He's like, no, you're going to be given the gifts of administration. <laughs> like, like Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you in here... Don't lie, you like your Excel spreadsheets. You do, okay? My sister, dude, my sister is a CFO. She's a CFO. My sister, I told her that. I said, Claudine, you, you probably have a gift of administration because you love your Excel spreadsheets. Like, she seriously, at like Christmas, she'll have every single cookie and meal like in an Excel spreadsheet. Like, you are great, great. Okay, so. But it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so some of you are, you're called to be administrators. I don't know, maybe you're really good at that. Maybe you're really good at being a leader or a business manager. I don't know what it is. So, okay, you guys, we have all these gifts. Now, I love right after 1 Corinthians chapter 12 comes 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We can count. Okay, so, and do you know what it says right off the bat in 1 Corinthians 13? Listen to this. He says, St. Paul. If I speak in human and angelic tongues, 
but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clashing cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and comprehend all the mysteries and all the knowledge of the world, but I, and I have faith so as to move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. You guys, I want to say right here, do you know that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not dependent on your holiness? Some of you in this room are like, well, maybe if I just prayed more, I'd have the gift. No, 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 no. You have the gifts. God has given to you, them to you at baptism. Guess what? These gifts are not dependent on how holy you are. I, I know of people who have had amazing spiritual gifts, and guess what? They're in mortal sin. They might be going to hell. Even though they have great gifts of preaching, they may have great gifts of whatever, but that's why the Holy Spirit wants to do two things in you. The Holy Spirit, number one, you know what the Holy Spirit wants to do first? Is to make you a saint. That's the first action of the Holy Spirit in a Catholic's life, is to make you holy. The second action of the Holy Spirit is for us, for the gifts, to, to build up the body of Christ. Now guess what? How, how hypocritical would it be if I was up here preaching? Okay, so say I was preaching, I preach a lot about chastity to high schoolers, okay, um, and, and young adults. What if I was up here preaching about chastity and, the, and, and then I was sleeping with my boyfriend? Or living when when Bobby say Bobby when Bobby and I were dating and we were engaged, how awful would it be if I was preaching the good news yet I'm living a life in mortal sin? You know how scandalous that is. That's why absolutely this is why that's why the priest scandal was so scandalous is because people you look up to and you think are holy and have these gifts is like no 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 you're supposed to be holy first right so the devil I will say this. If you are using the gifts of the Spirit, the devil will absolutely want you to fall. So when, I, when Bobby and I were engaged, and I, we were giving talks about chastity, oh, the devil was like, the devil would have loved if we would have had sex before marriage. Because how scandalous would that be, right? Or like even better, if we got pregnant out of marriage, like, oh, well, those chastity speakers, you know? And so Bobby and I, whew, we had to be like, we had to make sure we were living about, like, Bobby and I would have to talk a lot. We're like, listen, we have to make sure, like, you have to leave by midnight because this is it, whatever. Like, I'm like, you are hot and I love you. I don't want to pounce you, okay? But, and that's the truth. Um, we're not like stones, okay? So I, and we're not stone either, okay? Um, but the devil, oh, the devil, the devil would love for you to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but then to be a big old hypocrite on the side. Okay, the Holy Spirit, the first thing the Holy Spirit wants to do in you, and we pray this in the litany of the Holy Spirit, we ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten our minds, to so enlighten, inflame our heart, our souls, and to purify our hearts. So if you ever want to pray the litany of the Holy Spirit, it's a great litany, that's something you'll pray. Holy Spirit, come to enlighten, inflame, and purify. Because really, God wants you to be holy first. But guess what? God also wants you to use your gifts. So, what we're going to do, just in closing, and again, I already went over time because you guys, I'm so excited. I have so much to tell you. Okay, um, what we're going to do is, again, some of you in this room have gifts that you don't even know you have. So what we're going to do, we're just going to pray um, with each other, and I'm just going to lead us in music. And so basically, um, can I have a volunteer? I just want someone, anybody brave, volunteer. Anybody? Okay, you're right here. Come here. I'm going to do it. Just come on. What is, what's your name? Okay, this is Sarah. I'm going to give up for Sarah. So, you guys know how when people ask you to pray for them, they're like, can you pray for me, this and this? And you know how you can do this? You're like, oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And then you totally forget. 
Or, or is that just me? <laughs> you know, I totally do it. Okay, how about if when somebody says, hey, can you pray for me? Like you actually in the moment said, all right, let's do it right now. What if in that moment you said, hey, let's, let me pray over you. You guys, I had a friend who was very bold. It made me very uncomfortable. Just like one time we were like in the grocery store. She's like, can I pray over you? I'm like, right now I'm in aisle 10. I don't, I don't know. And she's like, yeah, why not? And I'm like, okay. So why, why not pray over our friends when they say, hey, I'm, I'm really struggling with this or I'm struggling with this. Like, why not pray over them? So I'm just going to show you, like right now, if you've never prayed over somebody, this is what it looks like. You guys, we're all just going to, Sarah. We're all going to pray over Sarah, which is a beautiful biblical name. Okay. Um, so Sarah, what is something you, you need prayers for? Like an increase of something, a virtue or something. Okay. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Okay. That's cool. All right. So we're going to pray for an increase of the Holy Spirit in Sarah. Okay. So what I want you guys to do, when you pray over somebody, I, I invite you to... When you close your eyes, when you pray over somebody, I, I personally imagine that if I'm asking God to pour out his Holy Spirit into Sarah, like I imagine that God is like setting down, I don't know, maybe you might imagine it as like a waterfall into her heart and just like, boom, like exploding. Maybe some of you imagine a fire coming into her heart, and like burning in her heart. Maybe you imagine, I don't know, what are, what are some of your like arrows? You're like, I'm like a warrior. I don't know. Some of you are weird. So, okay. But imagine, imagine like I, sometimes when I say a Hail Mary, um, I don't know if you know this, but every time you say a Hail Mary, it's like you're handing a rose to Our Lady. So sometimes when I say a rosary, every Hail Mary, I'm offering Mama Mary a rose, and I imagine Mary, she takes the petals, and whoever I'm praying for, she like pours the petals, and they like go into their heart. I know, it's so flowering, cute, and girly. Okay, so you can imagine your own manly or feminine, whatever. But imagine, so if we're praying for an increase in the Holy Spirit, I want you to actually, when you pray for Sarah, I want you to actually imagine that the Holy Spirit is like coming into her heart and like overflowing, okay? So also when you pray for somebody who is sick, imagine that they are healed, okay? So when you have faith and when you are in your mind, like some of you have a great gift of faith. Some of you in this room have gifts of healing. I don't know what your gifts are, but you can imagine if like you actually like really, your, your faith, you, you put that in action. Okay, so we're gonna do this prayer with Sarah. So if you could extend your hands like this, and I want you to close your eyes. Again, I just want you to imagine that the Holy Spirit, whatever that form that is, like fire or like a waterfall or the, the dove, I don't know, whatever you like. Okay, so let's pray over Sarah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Spirit, come. Just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come in this place. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you pour out your gifts. The gifts that you've given in baptism to Sarah. Holy Spirit, come with your gifts of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, courage, fear of the Lord, and piety. Holy Spirit, I pray that you pour out your gifts upon Sarah and that they're just an overflow and that every person she meets they don't just come in contact with Sarah, but they actually come in contact with Jesus Christ. And they know that she is different. There's something different about her. That she's radiating God's love. Because she is filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Mother Mary, who you are the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Mother Mary, I pray that you also pray for Sarah. Be with her. Wrap your mantle around her. Protect her from the evil one. Mother Mary, pray for your daughter, Sarah. That she may increase in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mother Mary, pray for her to be bold. That she might have the courage to use her gifts. In whatever capacity that God has given her those gifts for. To build up the body of Christ. And we pray that she is just a woman on fire with God's love. So Mama Mary, we ask for your intercession together as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of death.